0: Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an
1: inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. And I'm here with you for the next two hours. Your host Jesse
0: just in that very.
1: Recall some twelve to thirteen to fourteen years, and um, glad to be with you on this November twenty second, two thousand and twenty one. Glad to have you with us on our program. I'm going to give the number out so that after maybe the first segment we can. Uh, Engage in free speech while we still have some time. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. 367 3675329 You are listening to Jesse Gistan, the Monday edition of a lifeline, taking on the helm on Mondays. Um, for Craig Roberts, who takes over on Tuesday through Friday or Thursday, perhaps, maybe even Friday. But, uh, yeah, just glad to be with you now. You see that we have entered fully into our fall weather and uh, and it's getting dark now, right about 515, right about 520. Nevertheless, we had a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous day today, and I'm thankful for that. Now, I have a question to ask, and I need some of you to help me with this because I've uh, I've uh, run across a term. It came to me twice, once by my dear wife a couple of days ago. Um, no, in fact, it was today. Uh, and then I heard it again from the POTUS, from the President of the United States. Someone helped me to understand why we are substituting the term thanksgiving for friendgiving. Well, somebody help me with that? I know we like to engage in novelty and, and new things and new ideas, but help me understand why we are transitioning from, no pun intended, um, substituting, usurping, if you will, a very good term, not only a very good term, but a biblical term, thanksgiving, for the term friendgiving. I've heard it twice, as I stated, and today I'm reading a tweet about something that went just absolutely wrong, and we'll talk about it shortly, but um, the idea of friendgiving versus thanksgiving now I have a feeling and, and this is just a sense that I have a an intuitive sense that I have, particularly when i 'm hearing new concepts and new terms coming from the culture in which I live and the culture in which you live. I have a feeling that we're engaging once again and uh, being conditioned to deny the God of the universe, the creator of all things, the one who upholds all things by the word of his power, and the very one that blesses you and me with existence, with rationale, with material blessings, spiritual blessings, as we would state in the very orthodox and biblical way, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Now, as I stated, I have a feeling that we are being conditioned by these terms, like the term Xmas. It came out several years ago. Now, even a few decades, and you know, it's almost always uh, doing what they call in logic faint praising or a kind of double take. On the one hand, it's acknowledging; on the other hand, it's taken away. What in the world is exmus? And today, I'm asking, what in the world is giving? Now. On the surface of it, and this is the diabolical nature of the critical race theory, social justice, deconstructionism that has been going on for decades, on the face of it, the word is fine, but that's how the adversary works. The term friend is a beautiful term. In fact, the term friend is a biblical term. Friend-giving would not be a problem at all with yours truly if all we were dealing with was the horizontal dimension with no contextual uh, controversy behind it. And what I mean by that is, if I had never, ever heard of the word Thanksgiving in my life, if if it were to never have come into my vocabulary within the range of my human experience, traditions, culture, et cetera, et cetera, and it's just one of those terms, Thanksgiving is one of those generalized terms that we have been able to span across all of our cultures, all of our ethnicity, all of our background history from time immemorial. So no one is ignorant of the term Thanksgiving, but where in the world did the term friend giving come in? And why is it coming in as a substitute? Now I'll tell you uh, the, the reason why it sparked my interest was not so much when I heard it from my wife, but when I heard it from the POTUS president of the United States, why? Because I know that he is absolutely committed to critical race theory to deconstruction of our history, to the abandonment of a biblical worldview, to the insertion of a pseudoscience framework of existence that has actually brought a good portion of the world into the delusion that we are working through now with the pandemic and COVID and everything else. Terms mean something. Words mean something. So I'm asking you, I'm sure you've heard it because I'm often in a cave. I'm you know, so busy with my work that I don't hear these terms. But I heard the term today for the second time, and my salient signaling picked up on it and said, "All right, let's grab this term and let's make this a consideration under uh, under which there are many things to talk about today." And so, the first thing I want to know is where does the term come from? How do you understand it? And is this a wise thing to do? Versus using the term that is most biblical, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful works unto the children of men. And then we recall what the Bible says in Romans chapter one, because They were not thankful unto the God that created them. They did not remember him. They did not acknowledge him. Neither were they thankful. They became vain in their hearts, in their foolish hearts, and their minds were darkened as a consequence of exchanging the glory of the invisible God and yielding glory unto. And here's the challenge that I'm having here, because I definitely love friendship. Greater love has no man than this and that he laid down his life for his friend. But again, when we talk about the one laying down his life, we're not talking about you and me. We're talking about him The hymn book of the Bible is about Jesus Christ, and we're talking about the son of the living God being the grounds of our existence, the light of the world, the essence of our being, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And as a consequence, is it wise and prudent for those of us who are called to be discerning and to evaluate propositions and ideas to so quickly jump on the bandwagon with the term friendgiving, or are we not in danger of uh, supplanting a more God-glorifying concept such as Christmas versus Xmas um, with the idea of friendgiving versus Thanksgiving? I'm asking you that because I want to stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that the idea of terms words matter. That's what the proverb says, right? Uh, the Proverbs lays out uh, the fact that men need to regard how words are used. Um, life and death are in the power of the term of the tongue, and they that use it appropriately can be a blessing, and those that use it inappropriately can find themselves at least being a stumbling block to society. So the number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Yes, there are a ton of things to talk about. But I just want to see if, you, if there's some traction on this, because I know it's going to come up in the next couple of days. And particularly if friend giving becomes like the, the Facebook, the Twitter, the social media uh, darling for the next couple of days or weeks, if it actually takes a foothold, I think that you and I are in trouble on a greater level. I mean, when you and I look at what's going on today, I saw another tragic event. That took place in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where some idiot, some deranged individual slaughtered several people who were part of a Christmas parade uh, in a red SUV, apparently killing at least five people and seriously injuring 15 more. And there probably is a greater list growing as you and I sit here. But see, for me, you guys. All of this is correlative. All of this has overlapping realities because we are living in a time where men are becoming deranged. They are losing their sense of stability, their um, their sense of dignity. They are becoming much more given to uh, expressions and outrage of violence, uh, uh, criminal activity, behavior that really is indicative of the ancient historical, uh, it's called the Weimar Society. The Weimar Society was all about how uh, Europe was being uh, brought down, how Europe was being uh, conditioned for takeover by Marxism under both Lenin and Stalin, and then also Hitler. Uh, The Weimar Society, you, you should know about it by now, and the reason that most people don't Um, Is because we're not taught how ideology can enter into a culture. It can change the whole system. It can bring men men and women into bondage by many decades of ignorance and then also uh, propaganda that actually creates a kind of alienation from that which is good, right, and just. And so, so into society, a kind of chaos-oriented existence to where you and I now are living in Gotham City. Again, last night, we were at the store, my wife and I, picking up some things for this Thursday's Thanksgiving, and uh, you just could hear the young people in the middle of the street doing donuts all over East Oakland towards 100th Avenue, and I'm like, this is insane. They're breaking in stores, as you know. Uh, Nordstrom's and Walgreens and Walmarts and all kinds of stores just going in there, looting like absolutely mad men and women who never had a job in their life, don't know what it means to go up to the counter and pay for their goods. Now we can laugh, but I tell you, uh, the Weimar Republic is right on our heels. Gotham City is right where we are. And no wonder men and women are leaving California quietly, going to find more civil ground to rest and to be able to have confidence that their resources and their supplies and their goods are safe. Because you see under Marxism, nothing is safe. You own nothing, as Klaus Schwab said, and you will be happy about it. That is the condition in which our world is now fast moving towards, particularly liberal states like California. And what does the scripture say as we take a break? The nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. I believe the word of God. I see it happening. I don't know about you, but I see us going from light to darkness, from a sense of coherent thinking to irrationality that is the consequence of utter lawlessness. I've got to take a break, but again, let's begin to have the conversation. lot to talk about. one Lots to talk about. Lots to be thankful for on this Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to Jesse Gestan. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, here we go. The time 522 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Again, glad to be with you in the house. Jesse Gistan, hope you're doing all right. Hope you are doing what I'm doing, uh, preparing for a time with family uh, on Thursday. Not a lot of family, um, but a significant uh, group of uh, grannies and and uh, brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws and moms and, and dads and things of that nature, just looking forward to a time where we can sit, eat, thank God for the resources we have yet, uh, and just enjoy life around the meal. My beloved wife right now is brining uh, turkey in preparation for it being moist and tender in the next couple of days, and there will be, of course, desserts all over the place, all kind of pies and cakes and then uh, macaroni and cheese and then dressing and then greens, collard greens and and all kinds of really good stuff. Ham, you know how we do it. Uh, looking forward to that time. I hope you are, too. I hope you are not being strayed away from the traditions that have made our country unique and has also made our country the uh, coveted nation around the world. Uh, Again, the things that you and I are facing in our country and uh, in our world uh, really is calling upon us as Americans to take the lead in the restoration of all things good. The restoration of all things good, Um, because you could if the media were doing their job and they're not. If the media were doing their job and you can know that your media is not doing this job, particularly your leftist media, CNN, uh, uh, MSNBC, and your basic uh, channel seven, channel five, channel two, et cetera, because they don't deal with world news. Now, one of the ways that you have a balanced understanding of what's going on in your world is when your local news covers world news. Now, what your local news has been doing for several years, particularly during COVID, is just honing in on all of the bad things that occur in America and basically regurgitating as an orifice, an oracle of the government, the policies that they want you to simply succumb to and and bow down to. But I'm here to tell you that we are dealing with some, some extremely bad policies that are unconstitutional. They are certainly unbiblical for those of us who hold a biblical worldview, but they are not healthy, nor are they uh, policies that cause the humans to thrive. Where can I start? I mean, really, where should I start? I do want to make sure that you hear from the Archbishop Vigiano, because once again, he's blowing the trumpet again uh, concerning what's taking place in our world. And his words are sharp, pithy, but powerful. And I want you to hear from him because he's warning men and women about the global agenda, the reset, uh, the crazy that's going on in our world. And I don't know about you, but if you if you look at what's going on in the Biden administration, there's one very clear thing to me that uh, is an indicator that uh, they are just on their own track, and that is they are not listening to the American people. Biden is not listening. Kamala is not listening. His administration is not listening. They are forging ahead with their own agenda, notwithstanding all of the hue and cry of Americans wanting to maintain uh, and re- restored their freedoms, particularly freedoms from uh, vaccine mandates. And we're going to be talking about that, obviously, because you can hear the cries rising up, even among those who were proponents of the vaccine, recognizing now that this is insane. So how am I going to start before I go to break? There are about seven or eight things I'd love for you to uh, be aware of. First and foremost, we want to give utter kudos to um, to an NBA center, his his, his, his name is uh, Cantor, and Cantor has been actually outspoken in his concerns for what's been taking place in uh, in China with regards to China's abuses against uh, against uh, men and women and different ethnic groups. Kudos to Cantor. This is the way that I'm putting it. Um, he has on his tennis shoe during the game, stop murdering for organs. Now, this is huge. Stop murdering for organs. NBA player tells Beijing to end forced organ harvesting. You never hear about this in your local media, do you? Because they don't want you to know that we are in utter cahoots with them from the Biden administration and with many Republicans as well across the nation. Uh, in in terms of the global agenda. But Enos Cantor, a center for the NBA's Boston Celtics, on Nover- November 16, slammed Beijing for its industrial scale killing of prisoners of conscience for their organs, doubling down on his social media crusade against the regime over its wide ranging human rights abuses, he says. Stop murdering for organs. It's a crime against humanity. The Turkish player wrote in a post that appeared on his Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Cantor's post includes photos of a new pair of customized sneakers conveying the same message. Painted on one sneaker is a doctor clad in blue, gripping an organ that's still dripping with blood. What a vivid picture. A liver, kidney and heart are depicted on the toe of the shoes. Each organ has a price tag attached. The sneaker is dotted with painted blood stains throughout. Now, I want you to take that optic and, and, and learn with me what it means to properly exercise your freedom of speech in a country where you can do it right now without disappearing is he doing the right thing? Is Enos Cantor doing the right thing? Now that he knows that abuses are taking place, now that he recognizes that he has the power to say something, now that he understands he has a platform to say it, and while he has time to say it, is he doing the right thing? Absolutely yes. Why? Because without the conversation, people are not made known what kind of evils are occurring in the world. Secondly, when men and women are suffering atrocities, when people are being abused, when they're being taken advantage of, often it requires other persons to speak for them because they are not in a position where their voice can be heard. See, this is the danger of this Marxist aggression that's occurring in America. Just because you disagree with the policies of your country, the fear of being censored, shut down or incriminated is nothing short, again, of a Weimar Republic, nothing short of a Maoist, Lenin, Stalin uh, society, nothing short of a, a Hitlerian uh, a Third Reich kind of governance over the people, nothing short of totalitarianism, or at least tyranny. And so at this point we are experiencing soft tyranny in our country, but it's huge in the UK. It's huge in uh, Austria, it's huge in Australia, it's huge in Canada. It's huge in China, and you may be sleeping on this, but Cantor is not. Kudos to Cantor. It's very clear, he says. Detailed reportings indicating that the regime, China, has been harvesting organs for living prisoners and from living prisoners and selling them on the transplant market first emerged in 2006. Folks, that's over 18 years ago. Several whistleblowers also approached the Epic Times this same year to shed light on this I- uh, incident. The Epic Times is a newspaper that I give a whole lot of credit for staying cl- uh, on the pulse of real time issues in our world and in America. So, what is Cantor doing? He's using his power to demonstrate that he has a conscience and that he cares about people and that he loves people and that he wants people to be free. And he knows that it starts with conversation. And that's why we talk, because we know that the truth will set people free. There are all kinds of other things that are going on that we need to deal with. Did you know that just Just from the start of this vaccine regimen, we've had 75 athletes fall down on the field, whether football or basketball or soccer. It's really football in uh, Espanol. 75 uh, athletes have fallen down on the soccer field from myocarditis. Now this has never happened in the world uh, ever before where 75 athletes just fell down flat on the ground. You can you can find it if the if Google hasn't shut it down. I actually have the videos. Um 75 of them and and I'm going to share with you when we come back. The fact that these boosters And these vaccines are being mandated as a definition for being fully vaccinated. And this is what we'll talk about shortly, because that's what Fauci wants to do, tell you you are not fully vaccinated until you've taken the second shot and the booster. And the FDA and the CDC has been warned that these boosters are most problematic for children and certainly for young people in that they will give you myocarditis and pericarditis, which is a harmful, almost irreversible heart uh, inflammation and destruction of the cells of the heart. 75 athletes have fallen flat on their face. It's a horrible, horrible thing that's going on with these vaccines. And nobody in the major media outlets on the left are talking about it. But you're hearing it from me and a few others because we recognize that when you love somebody, you warn them not to go down that path. When you love somebody, you tell them the truth. You don't worry about what kind of consequences comes your way. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I think I've got all four lines open. 1-888-367-5329. one 367 5329 Once again, we'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we're back to Time 538 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Teen deaths up by 125%, higher than the five-year average since they started to be given the COVID-19 vaccine, according to officials on the ONS database. An investigation of officials uh, have revealed that since the COVID-19 vaccine was offered and administered to teenagers in England and Wales, there has been a significant rise in deaths among teens against the five-year average, with some weeks seeing an increase as high as 125%. Now, the FDA and the CDC were warned. I told you guys this a month ago. They were warned about the data that had come in about the inflammation of the hearts of young people. 125% higher than average is unacceptable for children 12 to 15 years of age. The extremely sharp And small Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial found that the overall incident of severe adverse events, which left the children unable to perform daily activities during the two month observation period was 10.7 percent or one out of nine children, way too many children getting harmed in the vaccinated group and only 1.9 percent in the unvaccinated group. Will you please hear this? It was obviously that the vaccinated group was affected, whereas just 1.9 percent of the unvaccinated group in that double blind testing that occurred is very important for you to know two things. Don't give your children a vaccine. Secondly, the FDA knows, the CDC knows. To me, this is utterly criminal. And we've got to give kudos to Taiwan because Taiwan said we're not doing it. Taiwan halts second Pfizer shot for teens over heart health concerns. Why is that? Because they had a visible, obvious death of a young person right after the shot. Notice what it says. The country of Taiwan has stopped giving kids and teens a second dose of the Pfizer vaccine due to the serious safety concerns. Additionally, any plan for approving the first jab for children younger than 12 are put on ice. Taiwan's Ministry of Health and Welfare decided on Thursday to suspend giving second doses of Pfizer's experimental MRNA covid jab to children ages 12 to 17 after 16 cases of heart inflammation conditions were diagnosed in youth following the shot. Now, that's called being responsible, ladies and gentlemen. This is science. When you see injury, you stop it. You don't just continue. According to RT World News, the Ministry Advisory Committee for Immunization Practices made the recommendation to halt administering the second dose to young people until the group of experts can adequately examine the abnormal number of potentially fatal heart inflammation conditions, myocarditis, and pericarditis that have been diagnosed in the nation's new youth. You and I know this has been going on. We've already gotten this data. This data goes all the way back to 2019. The FDA had all of the symptoms of all of the stuff that's happening on the bears. They had it before they even started giving people these shots. We know this. They hid it. But we know it because insiders have, be- have actually blown the whistle on these institutions. Now, how do you know in the pre-trial testing that there's harm that will be done to human beings and children? And you don't do anything to change the formula of your vaccine, as you call it, and then still give it to people and expect a different outcome. You cannot expect a different outcome when the conditions have not changed. Either the people taking it or those Uh, are the product that's being given. And so the Taiwan Center for Disease Control indicated international data will be used in the determination of the safety of the shots for the kids with plenty of data data to study as all countries are vaccinating children 12 and up, except Hong Kong and the United Kingdom. Now, this is amazing. Hong Kong is not giving you the data, the very place that we are modeling around the world, China, is not giving you the data. There's a lot of things that China is not giving you, and we are forging ahead in their paradigm, in their model, in their two We're doing what they're doing, but they're not doing what we're doing. They're not sharing the data. Well, quite frankly, we're not sharing it either. If you didn't have people from the inside coming out telling you and then people sharing that data with you, as am I, and hundreds of thousands of real journalists who are being punished right now for telling you the truth, you would know these things. You would not know that athletes are falling down on the, on the ground. This is why the NBA stars have been coming out saying, I'm not taking the vaccine. This is why the NBA stars who have been injured by the vaccines can't perform. They can't run up and down the court. Their hearts are clogged up. What's going on? The spike proteins are creating blood clots in their hearts. They are suffocating uh, in, in, in a very acute way. They can't perform. They can't perform. And all of this was known before it occurred. This is quite remarkable and tragic. And listen to this. Bayer Pharmaceuticals. Now, what is Bayer Pharmaceuticals? They are the group that basically bought out Monsanto's. Bayer Pharmaceuticals president admits that the mRNA vaccines are cell and gene therapy and the public would not have agreed to take them if it were not for the pandemic. They agreed. No way in the world would the would humanity uh, ex- would allow itself to be a guinea pig for an experimentation that never worked on the animals to be given to them. It would have never occurred if the pandemic was not the pretense upon which people were urged to do it. And so here we are now um, some nine months into the vaccination and and people are saying, heck no, they're done with it. They're done with it. And yet what's going on, as I told you, what's going on now is that uh, Fauci wants to redefine vaccine as not one shot. You are not vaccinated if you get one shot. You are not vaccinated if you get two shots. You are not vaccinated if you get the booster and don't prepare to get the next booster. How crazy is the world that I'm living in? How crazy is the world that I'm living in when just a year ago, you can find it on the NIH as well as the CDC, the definition for vaccine is that by which Immunity is given from a particular virus or bacterium infection in the body. When you give that vaccine, it actually creates an immunity. This is not what is happening with this so called COVID virus. You are not getting immunity from the virus, you're simply quelling some of the symptoms. You are not keeping from getting the virus. And so we really can't call this a vaccine, but you guys understand the legal uh, twisting here. If you use the definition of vaccine according to the way it was a few weeks ago, what you guys are experiencing who have taken the shot is not a vaccine. It is indeed, as their pharmaceutical put it, a gene therapy research experiment. It is not a vaccine. And sadly, it is not working. It is not working, and so the government now has most of the people who have started on the hamster wheel of another shot and another shot and another shot, and to boot, they are not telling you the harm that's taking place in those extra shots. But the information has been given to your beloved FDA and your beloved CDC, and Fauci knows too, because we've all we've talked about this over and over again for weeks on this program and on our Wednesday all COVID things, all things COVID at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. So I'm just here to let you know there there is more news that we have to deal with, uh, more issues that we have to address. I want to, after the break, talk about Archbishop Vigiano's, Vigiano's warning to the world about this being something much bigger than just a pandemic around a virus. This is about a complete change of your life, a complete takeover of your freedom, a domination of the way you live, And ultimately taking away from you every right to uh, self-autonomy, self-development, self-existence, self-prospering, you're going to be under the control of the government, as the people in Austria, Australia, and in portions of Canada would tell you if they could, but they can't. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I've got a couple of lines open. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. I've got a couple of lines open. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Love to hear from you. Going to take a break. We will be right back.
0: And now back to Lifeline.
1: All right. We are back. The time is five fifty two. What happened to Gavin Newsom? Where did he go? Um, I doubt if you would hear it in your major media outlets, But again, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's the son of Robert Kennedy who was assassinated along with the same, uh, during the same time that his brother John F. Kennedy was, as well as Martin Luther King for standing up for American rights against the industrial military complex. As you guys know, uh, he has an an article. Of course, he has a great ministry in helping children who are injured by vaccines. It's called The Defender. And Mr. Kennedy says Newsom was injured by Moderna booster shot. Sources tell the defender very um, specifically a close, a source close to California Governor Gavin Newsom today told the defender the governor experienced an adverse reaction to the Moderna COVID vaccine he received on October 27th. The source who asked not to be identified said Newsom's symptoms were similar to those associated with guillain Barr syndrome. You know, that's a kind of ball's Uh, Palsy, Bell's Palsy type of uh, paralysis that takes place, a known side effect of many vaccines. GBS is a neurological disorder in which the body's immune system mistakenly attacks part of it uh, of its peripheral nervous system, the network of nerves located outside of the brain and the spinal cord can range from a very mild case with brief weakness to paralysis to leaving the person unable to breathe independently. The governor has not been seen in public since he was photographed October 27, getting his COVID booster. Now, a couple of things are going on here. Uh, and many of you have been asking that question out in the world of the media, why would he be stupid enough to actually take the vaccine and not a um, a saline solution? Who knows? And maybe he just, he believed in it. He, maybe he, he was willing to be one of the ones he thought would not be affected by it. But the importance of this piece of data, if it should ever get out, and it probably won't because the the stated news initiative is no bad news about the vaccine. So, you may never hear about this for 10 years and then the truth will come out. Oh, by the way, did you know that the FDA said it does not want any of its information out for 55 years? That's what it's, it's asking the DOJ to keep all of their books shut down for 55 years so that people don't know what they know about what has been going on in their investigations. Now, can you imagine that? 55 years. The FDA wants to keep close all of its classified records so that you don't know. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, is that's unconstitutional, too. They are not some government organization. They are an individual private organization, and they have no right to not submit to the Freedom of Information Act. They should let the public know what they know about the injuries and the harms that their products are doing to people. Are their approval of the products? Well, they're both in the approval side as well as in the um, the product side, the FDA. Talked to you about this a long time ago. Uh, Dr. Zerbinski, I believe his name is, he created a potion that really did a great job in curing cancer. And the FDA went after him and took all of his data, uh, reformulated it slightly and, uh, and, and actually began to own the patent on what his solution was so that he lost out on not only being the founder of this uh, technology by which uh, cancer could be dealt with, uh, but uh, the FDA now owns that patent. So they get the benefit out of that particular drug uh use by which people could be helped now that's thuggery at its highest level here you are a free american a doctor a very reputable doctor and you have the capacity you have the capacity to be able to help people and the fda says you can't help unless we approve of it and if they get a hold of your information and they decide to own it in cahoots with government and media, you don 't have any reprisal now. there are a lot of scientists out there who know exactly what i 'm saying because they have discovered things, and that data has been taken by higher uh, the higher ups in their institutions and uh, has been used for their own benefit and gain and The person who originally discovered those solutions to people 's illnesses and sicknesses were not able to be benefited from that. This is criminal. And, uh, you know, it can make the hair stand up on the back of your head. It can make you mad. But in reality, this is why it's so wonderful uh, believing in God, because we do know that God says vengeance is mine. I will repay when people steal from you. You should use every recourse in your power to expose them and get it back. But understand, at the end of the day, they'll pay for it. There is a quid pro uh, a quid pro quo that occurs In our world, it is a fundamental uh, reciprocation, or what is called the law of reciprocity. Whatever evil you sow will come back to you. And so it's it's clear that that will occur. But we're wondering will Mr. Newsom ever admit that he was injured by? the uh, booster vaccine, or will they cover it up, pretend that there was nothing going on, and simply say that this is another bit of misinformation being pumped out by by those who are anti-vaxxers? Well, you might never know, but I'm just sharing that piece of information with you because Sometimes those who are on the mountaintop of uh, control and power are hit by their own policies sometimes. Again, the number is one 888 uh, We are going to be taking a break here in just a minute, but um, it's coming up on Thanksgiving, a couple of days, coming up on Thanksgiving. And I would definitely want to um, encourage you, like I said, don't, Don't be fearful of gathering together with people. Don't don't be afraid. Uh, One of the best things you and I can do is engage in the the blessed, blessed, gregarious uh, um, nature of fellowship that we would have with loved ones and relatives and friends. Uh, And just have a good time party, if you will. Enjoy life. Uh, You get to control and manage this Orwellian a nightmare that we are all a part of. You get to control and manage it. You get, to, you get to say when you want to get off that hamster wheel, at least psychologically, emotionally, and socially, whenever you want to. You don't have to just you don't have to just do, walk in lockstep to what the government is saying. You don't have to be afraid. I'm still amazed with all the data out there, why people are wearing masks while they're walking around outside in the public. I just came back last week. This is the reason why we weren't here on Monday. Came back from Texas. Guess what? Nobody wearing masks, except for a handful of new people that come from California, California. No pun intended, but it's true. The folks from California, a handful of them coming to Texas are wearing masks when everybody else is enjoying a good time, enjoying life and are not afraid of COVID. And so there you go. You got some people who are going to walk in the light of true science and recognize that COVID is winnable. And particularly if you already have it, you're not going to get it again. You'll hear that you can get it again. You won't. You'll get something else that may have the same COVIDian symptoms, but it won't be COVID. Um, That is a scam, too. As you and I know, the PCR testing is an absolute farce. And so way more people have been told that they have COVID than actually was the case. And even the CDC and the FDA knows that as well. But you probably don't know because your major media outlets are just harlots for big pharma. They pay for MSNBC. They pay for uh, CNN. They pay. Pfizer pays them to be on the air. Millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars. Trillions. Of, I forget the quote. It was uh, just because of the vaccine uh, uh, regiment starting in January. We have produced six hundred and thirteen billionaires, six hundred and thirteen billionaires, while the average person on the ground is becoming poorer and poorer, while inflation is increasing, while jobs are being lost. The people that are on that side of the pseudo pandemic equation are becoming filthy rich. Now, this is called Marxist socialism. If you don't know, now you know. This is a Monday edition of Lifeline. All the lines are open. one 367 5329 When we take a break, we'll come back on the other side. And uh, yeah, if you want to, we can start having a conversation. All the lines are open. one